0: Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend where I give you everything you need to know about the marketing industry and that's quite a bit, not gonna lie. Anyways, I got all the marketing is blended right in fine and spectacular. Just for you. I'm your house bread dyster and so let's get on with it. Alright, it looks like well. Okay, let me, let me give you a little backstory if you're not really understanding this. Facebook had this ad targeting option that, well, allowed you to target uh, age, gender, uh, interest, but also racial. And so that was a little interesting slash uh, controversial thing for a little bit. People were like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Facebook is doing that. What we don't really understand is that, unfortunately, we do have differences – between races. I'm not saying that this is a good or bad thing. I'm just stating the obvious that we do have a little bit of differences between each other. I'm not saying there aren't ever overlaps between what white people, black people, Asian people, uh, Latino community actually likes. It's just that this is what it is. This is sometimes it happens just saying, well, Facebook was like, all right, well, uh, the ethnic affinities is going to be a little bit different. Uh, first of all, it's going to be rejected if it's under housing, employment, and credit-related ads. So they will not be able to do that as well because people are up in arms about that, which I think is a little fair because it, there could be some st- stats I haven't read them. So this is not verified. Uh, that could uh, be discriminatory because, well, left will say everything's everything's – Racist, but the right will say less. I'm more in the middle, is that probably is more agreeing with the right. But yes, there are some, there are no, nothing's ever going to be a complete utopian with no racism whatsoever. So yes, there could be some nefarious things through that as well. So I do agree with keeping it as a level playing field in those circumstances because some data could, or even stats or studies could show that there may be some. Discriminatory factors with that as well, especially employment. You're not allowed to discriminate for well, especially in the age, but it does happen. Race, gender, any type of thing, religious, religion at all, even political beliefs, which I will talk about later on with uh, Grubhub. Not the best idea, dude. Not the best idea. But, yes, they have backtracked from it and said that they are going to be working and hopefully – This will not happen. If it does happen, they will make sure that it is gone or they notify the person as well of saying, nope, can't do this, can't do this at all. All right, Facebook also has broadened audience networks, which means uh, better campaigns, better numbers. Now, I've always been skeptical about this, especially since the controversy with the video metrics the controversy with the clickbaitiness of articles on Facebook. I'm not really even sure if they're actually working very well anymore. I'm just very skeptical now. But it's going to be opening to broader uh, campaigns as well, and that means better campaigns maybe. But this is Facebook's way of making sure that their ad network is becoming a major challenger for uh, – Programmatic Inventory Sources. And so be on the lookout for that and be sure that you can, you know, connect it all together so you can get better data from the audience network, because why not? Why not get better data? It's always a good thing. Also on Facebook, front Messenger is officially getting ads. That's right, they are finally opening up, so all you marketers that are foaming at the mouth about wanting to advertise on Messenger, you can finally do it. Now there are some stipulations with this, First off, uh, the only way you can advertise with somebody is if someone's already opened up a message with you guys. So you cannot just blanketed your advertisement throughout anybody. They also can get out of it at any time if they feel it's spammy or they just don't want it anymore. So with that being said, don't be spammy. I mean, it's just obvious, but I should at least say the obvious thing and make sure that you guys know. Do not be spammy. Do not try to be spammy. If you do it, you ruin it for everybody. And then I have to go talk about this and I have to go, you know... Ring my finger at you, which you can't see because this is a podcast and I don't have video. But anyways, uh, just don't do that. Just don't be spammy on Messenger and just do your best to make the best campaigns you can. I know it's a trial and error and kind of an art to do that. But at least, you know, at least attempt to make really good ones. That's just all I'm saying about that. All right, there is a new survey going out that, well, Prime members... Well, they order on Amazon about every week. That's right, once a week they will at least order something, which is actually a pretty good marker for how just dominant Amazon is. Yes, it's pretty, it's pretty important to understand. So the company found that 30% of Prime owners, Prime members, sorry, said that they order something from Amazon at least once a week. Only about 5% of non-Prime Amazon shoppers admit to making weekly purchases. Uh, stretch out the time frame to monthly, and 81% of Prime members place an order, which is even a better one, and only 35%. So still a little bit more as well. So you have that to look at. Also, shot with uh, with people not shopping on Amazon.com, the service bonds may, mainly make their e-commerce buys from brand retailers' websites, um, 61% said that they ordered in the last year, from sites like walmart.com, gap.com, and 33% of Amazon shoppers said they made a purchase from eBay in the last 12 months. Only 3% have bought from jet.com. You know, wonder what that one is. It's what uh, Walmart bought for $6 billion last August. It was a big deal. Uh, so, yeah. The other important thing is that people do check prices on Amazon.com before making a purchase. So another thing for e-commerce sites to make sure that you are competitive with Amazon as much as you can be, or at least try to price match if you can. If you can't, I completely understand, if you're, especially if you're a small business, it's a lot harder to compete with uh, someplace like Amazon. But yes, that is a big, uh, a big factor for a lot of people. So make sure that you are at least on the same level. You could probably get away with a dollar or two, more expensive. But if you're more than five to ten dollars, they're gonna they're gonna buy from Amazon. So it's a good idea to you know check their prices, make sure you're being competitive with them, because if you're not, you're gonna be losing a lot of customers or getting none at all. Uh, none at all, everybody, none at all. All right, Instagram news. And it was a weird transition and I woke you all up if you were going, oh, I'm so tired. Uh, but yes, Instagram Stories is getting new features. That's right. It's getting uh, links or URLs, but it's only with verified sites. It's also getting at or, you know, tagging somebody as well with their at symbol, um, different colors, uh, just a slew of new things that, uh, you know, you can be able to actually – Use stories more. So they're for you to use Instagram stories more often and much more, so they can compete with Snap Inc. because they're not called Snapchat anymore. Well, it's still called Snapchat, but the company's called Snap Inc. Um, but for the links, it should be interesting to see what that actually does. Uh, right now, you know, uh, only verified users can actually use that. But that'd be good for um, you know product. If you want people to buy products, if you want uh, people to look at your article and anything else in that type of area. So it should be interesting to see what happens when it actually opens up to the wild and how many people actually will start link dumping because that is always a problem. Also, Instagram is getting shoppable or shopping. So they're going to have kind of little tags for each shoe especially if it's in a very nice picture and so you'll be able to see so those, they're testing that out right now they've uh, jack Threads testing that out so if you are an e-commerce site it is even better to look at how you can make some beautiful pictures and then make sure you put some of those tags there so you can get people to buy it because the better the picture supposedly the better the purchase is you just need to make sure that your pictures are always good always good but yes it is coming So you will eventually be able to buy through Instagram because that's what Facebook wants. It wants your dollars. It wants you to always be within WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook, no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. No matter. Okay. Anyways. Moving on, and one last update from Instagram, and this is good for brands to understand, is that live video is being tested. That's right. They're going to eventually bring bring out live video, and so you have another avenue of which platform should you use for live video. Will it be Periscope? Will it be Facebook Live? Will it be uh, YouTube Live? Will it be Instagram Live? It's up to you, really. Uh, it's a little interesting that Facebook's actually doing it, especially since they own, they own Facebook Live, but maybe they're thinking that uh, since... Their Instagram has its own audience that it won't really detract from, it's, uh, from Facebook's audience or maybe they can bridge it together. I don't know what they're going to be doing. What I do know is that there was this early screenshot that said that uh, had a, a screenshot, I already said that, but it um, had for the stories. So you had stories and then you had a live uh, video tag instead. And so it was going to be up where the stories are, but a little bit different because it said live instead of just having a little circle. So it's gonna have a little circle with it, it's just gonna say live. So, for brands wanting to get into live video, this is something that you really need to look into, especially if you wanna know which one you should use, because it's gonna be very important to pick the right one for your audience, for your brand, or test them all out and see which one's the best, which is usually the best uh, thing to do anyways, to test them all out, because you really never know which one's gonna be the best until you test them out, figure out which one is giving you a better engagement, and then move on from there, because that's always the best thing to do. All right, Snapchat is, you well know, it's copying two things from Instagram and adding world lenses. I talked about this on Monday, but I'll talk about it as well, because it's very important. Snapchat is adding uh, the rewind and share stories feature that well that's come out from Instagram stories. So yes, there are copying Instagram, but let's be honest, Instagram copied them first and did more flat out of a direct lift of what Instagram is anyways. So I'm not so butthurt that they're doing this. They're also adding world lenses, which allows you to you know, do a little bit more augmented reality within your snaps. So it should be interesting to see what, what actually happens with that, what's gonna go on with that, and if it will do any better, especially since Snapchat Spectacles finally went out live on vending machines, mind you, and there was a huge line for that. So I think that was a win for Snap Inc for doing it that way and doing an interesting way of doing it through a vending machine instead of actually going to a store or ordering it online. They basically made people go get it firsthand and then play around with it. Probably one of the best ideas I've seen in a while is saying, hey, look, go to this spot. It's a vending machine or several spots have vending machines and get your Snapchat spec. Go right there so you can actually use it. That was probably one of the best ways, especially for the millennial generation, to get it now and actually use it and... I'd say this is probably one of the best things they've ever done. Kudos to Snap Inc. for actually doing that. That basically was a big win for them. Um, So you may be able to see a bigger adoption rate for uh, their spectacles. Uh, We don't know because they're just kind of launched. So we don't really know quite yet. But it looks like it could be a very uh, viable thing and a really good uh, moneymaker for them as well. And let's see if uh, Facebook actually copies them because, uh, well, that's always coming, to be honest with you. All right. Pinterest is now going to be bolstering its marketing program. That's right. It's finally allowing several different partners to actually partner with them to give a little bit more information about that and to make sure that Pinterest is a powerhouse within the marketing and also giving those that flush revenue in as well. It's kind of a win-win for everybody, especially since a couple of weeks ago, Pinterest did pass the $150 million mark. More males are getting onto it, as I've seen on my own Pinterest personal Pinterest account that I have a over 12,000 followers. I think it's about 12,100 right now. Um, I'm seeing far more men now uh, pinning stuff. I'm not saying the ladies aren't there anymore, but I'm seeing a huge uh, disproportion of men versus women now. Uh, prior to it, when I was new and rapidly rising through Pinterest, I saw more women to men, but now I'm seeing a different shift, which is an interesting thing to look at, especially if you are more uh, male dominated sector, this might be one area you need to look at again uh, to see if this is something that you should be competing in. If not, it's totally fine. I always say in the strategy, if it's not something that you need to do or something that fits your brand or your audience, don't do it, it's a waste of time. Every social network you on takes time to build takes time to put content on and takes time to learn the ropes of it it's because every one of these is different. So I would say look at it, look at the partners and see what you can do to work with them. And, you know, kudos to Pinterest for doing that as well. I mean, they're doing, just are still doing pretty good uh, for um, an older social network. They didn't have the um, meteoric rise as like Snapchat or Instagram, but they're still doing really well. They're still, uh, they were a disruptor in some ways with in, in the social media uh, realm, and they still are. Will be a very important part of the social media realm for quite a while. I see, so I think it's a win-win for everybody. Uh, anyways, moving on to Pinterest ads, it's starting to do testing app install ads in the U.S. That's right. Now you can finally, you know, if you use Bing, I don't know how many people use Bing. I certainly barely do. Uh, but you can finally do that, and you can finally get people to you know download your app through Bing because. Some people use it somewhere in the United States, I think, I don't know, I am throwing them under the bus a little bit, but I mean, to be honest with you, Google is the number one source for search, I mean, there's DuckDuckGo, which is a pretty good one as well, there's Bing, which is not bad, I'm not saying it's a terrible search, it's just no one really uses it because everybody thinks when they are going to search something for online, they go to Google. You do have Yahoo too, but they kind of use Bing anyway, so, man. All right, now Google is going to be cracking down on repeat offenders of safe browsing, that's right. Now, I'm pretty sure some of you as marketers, anybody else has known that uh, when you go to a site, it goes, oh, this is a warning, this is bad, don't go on here, move back, move away, go protect, go to your safe space of the safe internet. Uh, well, there were some companies that were being nefarious about it and they were kind of fixing it, but not really fixing it, and so, Google has changed and made it a stricter policy where it's like, hey, look, if you're gonna do this, you're gonna you're gonna have to wait 30 days to protest or to you know fix it, and then we'll we may allow you to back on. But what this will do is it will throttle the traffic, and it won't help them very much. Now for marketers, this is a this is a good thing to remember because what you need to remember is that you need to make sure your browser is safe, it has no fairies links, no nefarious ads on there whatsoever, you need to make sure it's all good and safe. If not, there can be pretty bad problems, pretty bad repercussions, and you don't wanna lose traffic. If you've got that 38 weight period, that's a lot of lost traffic that you could've had. So like I said, always be sure that you're doing your best to make sure that your website is up to date with all the SEO, Uh, the newest seo practices and making sure it is a safe browsing site not one of those nefarious ones all right periscope uh this past week announced some new features so they're announcing super fans broadcast groups and desktop logins that's right they're actually going to make the web well better because it's not really that good uh with the demise of vine they're pushing along Uh, Very hard to make sure that Periscope is going to be the de facto or a very good competitor against Facebook live Uh, So prior to that they announced uh, Periscope producers, which allows you to record on high-quality webcams or videos Uh, Now they're doing super fans. You know which fans uh, meet with you the most also broadcasting groups so you can broadcast in different types of um, groups like tech or like politics or something like that. And also desktop logins. And they also are going to have better search. So you can find things a lot better. But the desktop logins is going to make a better uh, website channel for it. I'm hoping they'll eventually take some things from Blab since Blab is no more and kind of doing like a four people type of a thing. And maybe that's what groups is going to actually be a little bit of. uh, But, I mean, we will see what actually happens with that. But it's good to see that there are different types of groups there and to highlight them as well, and maybe you know, finally get some, uh, you know, finally get some tr- better traction because Periscope has seen a pretty big decline um, since Facebook Live, and they need to figure out how to become extremely competitive again. I think the VIPs, the Periscope producers, and this is going to help them quite a bit. To maximize and become just as viable as they were when they first launched and help them save off competition from Facebook Live because Facebook Live is taking a bunch of things away from them and they need to figure out the best course of action because it is is Twitter and Twitter just has not been doing a very good job of well, of making sure that they protect or they shore up or they make sure that they're the most competitive in their space, and it's been hurting them quite a bit, and Facebook Live has been taking that traction away, and they need to find a way to bring people back and be like, hey, we were there first, we are still the best, look at us. So, you have more brands going on there, more brands going on there means it's more popular, and so on, and so forth, and celebrities. We may not like them because of, well, just what they've said in the past week, but They're still very important. All right, so, well, let's let's talk about one thing. First, the Grubhub thing. I don't know who is the marketing person or the PR person over there, but seriously, if you have a CEO that seriously has one political ideology and thinks it's the best, you need to sit down with them and be like, look, you're going to have people of diverse thought. That is the best way to have a business because diverse thought will give you the most, in my opinion, the most robust and best strategy and the best way forward. Uh, so we always talk about diversity, and I've heard this to numerous. Headaches of we need diversity in this, we need diversity in that. But no one ever talks about diversity of thought. And this is what has culminated to a problem. So if you don't know, Grubhub CEO decided to write an email to his employees talking about how terrible Trump is and how if you're the person that voted in this misogynistic, sexist, racist person, you have no place in this company. Well, it got backlash because you're not allowed. To tell people to resign because they don't think the same way as you. What you want to do is you want to go, hey, look, as a PR person, I would have told this. Look, we have a different diverse thought. This is what the United States is all about. It's about having someone on the right, having someone on the left, work together and not be throwing insults and flinging poo like monkeys do. I mean, seriously, I get it. You don't like him, but in a business environment, you never, ever, ever talk about politics if you're going to get contentious about it. Ever. I don't care. Never. Ever, ever, ever. You want diversity of thought, and people need to stop with this rhetoric that the only diversity that matters is if you're different sex, if you're a different gender, but your thoughts don't matter. That's completely dishonest and it's completely stupid. Let's be honest with you. It's stupid. You should be caring about that, but you also should be caring about the different thoughts of different people. Hey, have someone that's a little bit more conservative and have different thoughts on that. Have someone that's a little bit more left. Have someone a little bit more centrist. Have someone a libertarian, a classical liberal, a liberal aggressive, a uh, strict constitutionalist. Have all these different people because guess what? We all have to work together. That's what the United States was made for. It was made for, for different ideas to come into the marketplace and we all come together and be like we don't like this idea but we like this idea. Let's try this out and see how it works. That's how it was. That's how the Flooding Fathers did it and I do not appreciate what he did. I'm glad he got backlash for this because he now has to have and I don't feel, I do not I feel bad for the PR and marketing team because now they have to do a lot of backtracking and they have to do a lot of sorries. They have to do a lot of like, like um, a little bit of crisis control. It's a little bit of a crisis control they have to do. Maybe an issue, but I think it's more of a crisis right now. They just do some crisis communication. They have to crack open that plan or rewrite it, especially for this time. Um, so I do not feel, I feel bad for them because they probably were just thrown into this because the CEO decided, I'm the CEO, so I'm going to write this letter or email. Because I mean, he writes a letter anymore. Um, But uh, once again, diversity of thought should always trump everything else. If you have a problem with that, I think you need to go and check, check yourself, evaluate your beliefs, evaluate your ideals. But look at what's the best way forward. And I always say the best way forward is to work with different people with different mindsets, either with religion either with political ideologies, whatever, and work together and never be in an echo chamber. The worst thing you can do is be in an echo chamber with a bunch of yes men, because guess what? Your business will falter, it will fail with a bunch of yes men, because they will never tell you the truth. You need people with different thoughts, different ideologies, because guess what? That's gonna help, A, it's gonna help strengthen your own argument, and B, make you think about your own ideas and make sure that it's on the right path. I'm not saying it's gonna be easy, But life isn't easy. So, okay. Also, I want to move on to Facebook because the problem is that I've never thought that Facebook's algorithms were that great. I mean, everybody's like, oh, the Facebook's algorithm is so good because it filters out this. But, I mean, if we look at realistically the articles and the fake articles that are coming out, their algorithms cannot figure out which ones are credible and which ones are not. And it keeps on getting – more fake being on the trending topics and people keep on clicking on them. And so my problem is, is that maybe as marketers, we should actually be looking at their algorithms and being like, or getting a programmer and be like, look it, is this something that we should be concerned about? Is their other algorithms just as good as anything else? Are they inflating their numbers? And should we be concerned about that? Because I, I get it. Facebook is number one. Number one doesn't mean you always have the best of everything. That's another problem I have. I don't know if their good stuff is good. And with that video scandal, of their video metrics, that's also another not another good highlight from their um, data or their analytics that they're having. So I'm quite skeptical. And I shouldn't be the only mark- marketer out there that's not skeptical about what Facebook's is is doing because this just highlights just how not very good their algorithms could be because uh their algorithms for doing the news feed could also be just as terrible as the ones that can't even find the click the fake clickbaity type articles and actually filter them out there aren't going to be trending topics because you don't want trending topics that are fake it doesn't make you look good and it also certainly makes me look at some of the engineers and be like are you sure you're cutting this right are you sure you're doing the best you can? Is the Edge or whatever the new uh, newsfeed algorithm that great? Because I'm a little skeptical right now. I don't think I can. Oh, I can never really trust Facebook, and I always throw them under the bus. I'm open about that. I do not like Facebook very much. I think their practices need a little bit of tweaking. But since they're number one, there's not much I can do about that. And they can do whatever they want in there, and it's their business. I can be critical of their business but they can run it however they want and I can either move on to something else or agree to whatever it is. But I all I want to say is maybe we should be looking at a closer look at what Facebook is and if it's actually a really good spot to be at anymore because of all the stuff going on. I'm not sure uh, it's probably one of the best places anymore. Just because it's the biggest doesn't mean it's always the best. That's my two cents about it. Anyways, moving on to have some programs you should try out this weekend and coming week. All right, Message Bird will help you with your SMS, chat, and uh, voice API to connect with 7 billion phones worldwide. Yes, and just if you're going to do this with IF Triple T, just make sure you're not spammy. But yeah, check it out if you want to do some campaigns through that as well. It seems like a good spot to do it. Do it. All right, there's also a new one called Perf. Um, simple monitoring paired with meaningful alerts. That's right, get some. Good analytic data for simple setup to meaningful alerts. Uh, Now, the pricing is free uh, per month with 100,000 requests and $20 per month for 1 million requests, $5 per 1 million thereafter. Um, There's a data retention up to 14 days for the free version and Slack integration for the free version. For the startup and enterprise, it's data retention up to 30 days, Slack integration, external ping checks, team management, weekly reports, and support from Perf dev developers Devers? developers so check it out all right there is a new another bot for slack called karma bot which sets goals track performances and reward excellence because in sales and everything else you need to make sure that that um you know that that level keeps on going up especially marketing sales and everything else like that so if your uh, company's on slack this is a good one to actually do and to you know reward the best people that are doing the best jobs I mean why not I mean that's that's what it's all about reward meritocracy or that's what I believe I mean it could be wrong all right and then Ivy check out Ivy is the best way to train technical teams create highly interactive courses and and gather user and so if you're ones you know trying to you know build a technical team you know help them learn new skills it's probably a great way for it there's a uh, you can do it through your phone or through a computer as well. So check it out. It's called Ivy. All right. And that is the end of digital. Well, not actually digital coffee because that's that's Wednesday. But marketing blend. Ha-ha. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And please be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, Acast, iHeartRadio, and Auto. I just got on there yesterday as well. Also, be sure to uh, subscribe to, well, not subscribe, but follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, digital CO77EE, and Periscope, the same as at, at handle. Also, Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast, player.me, Digital Coffee, and I'm on Twitch and the YouTube Gaming, Digital underscore Coffee and Digital Coffee Podcast, respectively. Also, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and Podbean and Check out all my lovely stuff on my e-commerce store at store.digitalcoffeepodcast.com. I got some lovely coffee mugs and t-shirts and sweatshirt and hoodie. All right, guys, join me Wednesday when I go through digital coffee and tech news. Well, I go through tech news, but it's digital coffee. I want to keep on doing that, but I do. Anyways, guys, have a good rest of the weekend. See you on Wednesday. Later.